It's game time, heroes. Welcome to the Outlaws Outpost. Welcome, 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 heroes, to the Outlaws Outpost, your unofficial guide to the best Overwatch League team, brought to you by the Surly Nerd Podcast and the official Outlaws supporter group, the Lone Star Vanguard. I'm your host, James, and we have a roundtable introduction for a a full panel tonight. We're going to start off, of course, with our fine producer, Tony. Hey, how's it going? All right, panel, introduce yourselves. Uh, I am Nubatron Prime, uh, co-founder of the Lone Star Vanguard, and um, just, yeah, we'll Excited <laughs> to be here, I guess. Welcome back to the show. You were on previously, so that's excellent. Who else do we have with us today? Hey, I'm I'm Tunavi. Uh, I've actually uh, never been on the show. Yeah, uh, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm a diehard Al fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Outlaws. You're here to bring the facts and figures to the to the stage. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, like. <clears throat> no yes. one's brought an iPad so far. It's, <laughs> been, it, it's just you. It's yeah, just I do have my iPod or my <laughs> iPad. Um, I, I didn't have enough stats as I'd like, but um, no, I'm really excited for the season. Um, I went to the Grand Finals in uh, 2018 in New York. I went to the Grand Finals in uh, 2019 in Philly. Uh, I'm going to 2020. I'm nice. to get y'all to come with me. Um, so Could I'm be excited for the season. Well, hopefully it's the outlaws that are going to the Grand Finals that would in be, 2020. That would be so, so cool. So for those of you who are new to our show, if you're wondering what the heck the Outlaws Outpost is, well, it just so happens that our favorite Overwatch League team is the Houston Outlaws, and we have way too much to say about them. So here we are, ready to chat and debate all things Outlaws. So let's jump right in. I think we should open up this season, this episode, talking about just kind of season two in general. I think there was an energy coming out of season one that the Outlaws had kind of climbed back from the struggles that they had hit, and that season two was going to be a much stronger season. And all bias aside, I really did feel like we were going to see them in the finals. When? I mean, when we, when we, when, when we left season one and it was strong, going into season two, we looked at all of it and said, you know what, I think season two might be the, the season for us. It's going to pick back up and things are going to get better. And very early into season two, things started to kind of fall, fall apart a little bit. Yeah. And it kind of asked, had us asking the questions like, well, why? Why did we think when we were so strong coming out of season one, what, kind of, what made things kind of fall through the cracks the way they did? Was it the meta? What was it? So in, in my opinion, I think, and it all boils down to the very first match of the season. Mm-hmm. If that match against Toronto had actually been won in Met 5 by the Outlaws, it would have been a much different season. And I'll, I'll explain that in the sense that I think that after that game, when, I mean, they had it, they dominated Toronto the first two maps. Mm-hmm. Had, they would, had they been able to close that out and not lose the way that they did in a map five, I feel like that kind of um, mentally, mm-hmm. the players for the Outlaws kind of, and this is just speaking from experience, you know, I, I played soccer all throughout high school and college, right? You know, you have one year where you think, okay, we had a bad year, you know, we couldn't close out extra time, you know, we always, if, if we go to PKs, we know we're going to lose, so you got to just stay out of PKs, keep it out of that, mm-hmm. right? So from, from a competitive standpoint, that stuff messes with you. I mean, the Outlaws had been known from season one of never being able to close out a map five, mm-hmm. right? They know yeah, that. that is 66 the, is right. the bane of existence. The, the map five curse, it absolutely Exactly, is. right? The Outlaws have been known for it. Um, I feel like that 100% affected the way that the players 
performed after that. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe of like, oh my God, like I know we probably, we, we should have won that map. We should have um, not been in the hole that we shouldn't have started off on a bad, on a bad foot. And that immediately messed with all the, like, with avalanche. The vibe, with like the it started with a little snowball yep. at the very beginning and just avalanche throughout the rest of the season. Right. But question for the panel, do we think that there, there no roster switch between season one and season two was a detriment? Yes. I remember when we talked about this last year, yep. it, I, I was like, Hey, we're not switching our people up. This is not okay. I guess. <clears throat> so what you made me think of was that we weren't the only team to lose to a, cause because we lost to a new team. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one knew the Defiant. Because mm-hmm. that was the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like, the first, like... They they, pit, they, they put all the, the, the new teams with the existing teams. And I think all the expansion teams won every game. Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, like... Yeah, the expansion teams did come in really strong during Because there was two. no tape on them. You can't mm-hmm. practice for the... I didn't know anyone in the Defiant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do now because it's got sure for and all that. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was only following Vancouver just because I was like, if I had to pick a secondary owl team to love, I'm going to just follow Vancouver because I like the city. Well, they had, I mean, it was runaway. I mean, it was a, it was a yeah, they ridiculously strong team, obviously. So, so I don't know. I guess like every other team lost to all the expansion teams. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't like we were the only team to lose to an expansion team. Um, so I guess we didn't bounce back. Like we should have. Yeah. And it was a really strange kind of situation when you, when you kind of looked at the whole thing. You were like, oh, we expected to be so strong. And we kept getting that map five curse coming up. Um, and it just, it snowballed throughout season two. And it was frustrating. It was frustrating as, a, as an Outlaws fan to see a team that we love so much. And obviously we have these watch parties and we do everything that we can to back the team. And you're going, what's going on here? Like what needs to change over the course of the season. And there's a lot of internal stuff that happened during this time we won't necessarily get into right now that did affect the amount of leeway they had uh, to be able to make roster changes and do certain things. Uh, so there was some internal issues that, that did exist that kind of was a bit of a hindrance to the outlaws. And while not directly outlaws related, before we get into all the potential stuff for season three, one of the things that I really think that we should touch on some is the World Cup, though, because we did have players that were from the Outlaws there, and I think that does give us kind of a good hint to what to expect in Season 3. You watched the World Cup, and you were like, these players who had a really rough Season 2 but managed to shine, managed to really shine during that. Well, I think it um, it, it really validates Rockus mm-hmm. um, because, you know, when everyone saw the roster for the U.S., everyone thought, well, why is Rock is on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was one of them. I, in fact, starting with season two, I said, why is Rock is still on this team? Mm-hmm. I didn't believe that he should even been part of season two. Mm-hmm. And Rockets has been um, one of the players that has been in every single World Cup roster since, since, since its inception. And it really goes, goes to show, um, you know, his leadership, mm-hmm. his game knowledge, um, you know, his ability to really bring people uh, around him together. Right, right. I mean, um, he is, a, from what I, everything that I've heard, he is nothing but one of the best shot callers out there. Right. So it, it, it really uh, kind of puts things into a perspective of how things might have been internally within the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, every, every, everyone that was on Reddit, right, or that even remotely tried to follow the team, always had, or for a moment at least, had the sentiment of, why does Rockus always die first? 
Mm-hmm. Why is Rockus always throwing? Or, or that's what, of course, people that didn't maybe understand the game or ha- had no sentiment towards him didn't understand exactly what was, you know, what was going on behind the scenes. But um, it could have been that, hey, you know, Rockus is trying to lead a team. Rockus is trying to make something happen. Uh, but the communication might not have been there. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe there was too many shot callers, you know, um, kind of trying to trying to take point on it, if you will. Maybe, you know, obviously we're not in the locker room, mm-hmm. quote-unquote locker room. Um, but I think that how you mentioned, you know, with Rockets being in the World Cup and all, them obviously ultimately winning the World Cup, you know, behind Rockets' leadership, I mean, that's huge. That That should be some momentum. That should be some level of buy-in from the new players coming into the outlaws of mm-hmm. like, hey, like, you know, sure, Jake is gone, who is, you know, was in many ways the face of the team, mm-hmm. but you still have, I mean, probably one of the, or one of the most elite players on the team, maybe not on paper, but I mean, shoot, just look at Ella's accomplishments and how all the coaches rave on him and I mean, how could you not buy into the team? That is such a good point because I think I just realized why, okay, <clears throat> so he's always been in the World Cup. And he's always been known as a shot caller, and he's always dying first. So I think other teams who are talking about this way more than we are are like, yo, Rockus is the shot caller, mm-hmm. and Rockus is always that's in who the you World aim Cup. for, right? Let's kill Rockus, mm-hmm. and that's why he's always dying first, and that's why we were like, let's get him off the team. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. he was a target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get that because, and now I just realized that too. Yeah, no, it totally made sense. Like I didn't really think about it in that way, mostly because he was dying so often, and his plays weren't that great. And he was forced into Zen. Yeah, and he was forced into Zenyatta, and I was like, yeah, that's not a character we should be using. But that's an but... easy character to kill too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a culmination of things, but I the fact he's still on the team. I think it's great. You already mentioned one of the people who left is yep. Jake. And that's a really great lead in actually, because the meat of the episode is going to be about roster changes and kind of what that means for the future of the outlaws. So let's see here. We had uh, Arhan who was with us in, in season two and he's, he, and he's no longer with us. We know that Arhan Jake played a couple of matches. That's did. what I, my, my memory is. He played a couple <laughs> yep. of matches and that was who? it. <laughs> yeah. And then we had Jake, of course, that left. And he, again, you were saying, you know, kind of the face of the outlaws, right? He was um, the face of the Overwatch League. That is very true. <laughs> and and to, to be fair, he kind of still is. I mean, he's going into, you know, casting. He hasn't yeah. left the, uh, the Overwatch League. I know. He's not dead to us, you know, unlike Banny, who doesn't exist anymore. Because <laughs> Banny's obviously dead to us because he's gone. No, uh, RIP <laughs> Banny. Like, it was excellent player was really sad to see Banny was no longer with us to be perfectly honest um and of course we have cool matt who is kind of retiring as a player and he's working you know kind of yeah. behind the scenes what right? is he doing i mean we don't know he's he, like evolving like assistant coaching he's, he's like i don't know <laughs> organizational role is what his current title is they weren't um, up front yet right yeah we don't have, i don't believe we have an official title yet uh, I'm sure the internet will correct us, you know, immediately. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure that he'll be working behind the scenes, working with the players on their training, probably what reviewing, uh, doing VOD review with them. So like um, exactly what he did in season yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I'm, kind of in season I'd two. almost guarantee it's a lot of what he did during the other seasons when he wasn't actively playing. He was already working in those roles, and they're probably just shifting him to a more. That's what you're going to be doing, so we can bring other players in. I have to talk about the time I met Cool Matt. <laughs> okay. So uh, I you're went- name dropping now. <laughs> So I went. I went to Burbank um, to see the Outlaws play, and that was it. Was so it was stage three, mm-hmm. and it was week one. So it was after this big break. So I was already missing the league, and uh, we um, we beat London Spitfire and Map Five. It was and it was the mo- It was my first live experience at Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. 
it was so cool. And I have a video of like everyone in the, dude. They were like, it was like London, and everyone was like, eh. And then it was like Houston, and it was dude. That place was like, woo! It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won. It was epic. I'll never forget it. I brought my mom, and like Overwatch <laughs> League, like posted a picture of like Reba and like my mom screaming at the the screen. That's awesome. And, and it was pretty cool. And uh, so um, after the game, um, I was walking around outside the arena, and I saw this guy. Um, in a uh, in an Outlaws jersey, and I was like, I was driving by, and like, uh, my it was me and my mom in, in her car, and um, I was like, hey, go Outlaws! And he looks up, and he goes, yeah, go Outlaws! And I, we, my mom drove off, and I'm like, holy shit, that's cool, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and I tweeted him, I was like, hey, um, I think I just met you. Uh, you were outside the arena with some girl, and he's like. Yeah, man, that, uh, I was waiting for my Uber, uh, and I was like, I, that's cool, nice to meet you. <laughs> I was shouting at Cool Matt, and I didn't even know. I, I, I don't him. think there's been a single player of the Outlaws that I've had the blessing to meet in person that hasn't been very cordial and very, you know, very warm and very welcoming. It's been really cool to, to, to have that experience. So, um, yeah, I so was going to say, I should, I should add to that in the sense that, like, yeah, we've had the pleasure of meeting most of the outlaws, if not all of them, with the activations that we've ran with them and um, some of the you know the events that we've been to and have and have done. Uh, so that being said, I mean I have nothing but almost respect for the respect for the players, especially with what they have to go through and you know the, the grind and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So if I ever say something that doesn't make sense, that's because I largely play quick play, but, <laughs> but I try super hard during that time. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, everyone's great. Yeah, everyone's. I think he's uh, probably cool. Matt's been the the person that I've had the least interaction with mm-hmm. because he just never makes the trips down to Texas. So now we've got these uh, players that have that are no longer with the Outlaws on the main roster, right? We we talked about Arhan. Uh, we talked about Jake. Uh, Banny's no longer with us. Cool Matt's you know moved on. Uh, do you think these were solid decisions? Uh, made internally, do you do you look at these choices being made at, at the roster and go, no, that makes sense. They, they were either not doing enough or not br- bringing the team where it needed to be at that point. Yeah, I mean, so I love Jake, um, but I I don't know. I feel like he was he was more valuable as a face of the league. Like, Literally, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I I love him, and I love he does bring do- an air of professionalism to what is not usually considered to be a professional sports, even though everybody that you're at the table can agree, like esports are real sports, but to the outside world, outside of esports, um, we just, we haven't had that face, that person that can communicate and having people like Jake and Rockus do things uh, like go on TV and, and discuss esports in a way that was eloquent and intelligent and something that other people can watch that show and say, oh, absolutely, I understand it now. Yes, these, you know, these are competitors who pour their blood, sweat, and tears into their competition. Yeah, and that's like, important. We're losing like a lot of people this off season, and honestly, I, I think we're keeping some of the best. Not that not that I am picking sides here, but mm-hmm. um, I'm glad we have Uber because Uber, we need Uber. Uh, pay the man. Um, but we lost Malik, uh, Monty, uh, Doa, mm-hmm. uh, Semler, um, and so. It's all everyone's kind of like freaking out. Like, uh, is the league dying? And then right. we have Jake. Mm-hmm. Like, Jake is gonna save the league, and Custis. <laughs> Jake save, saves the league like, is the quote. So where everyone's freaking out, like Jake is there, and right. it's kind of cool because, dude, that's like that's that's our guy, right? Um, right. And he's he's the, he's the man who sailed a thousand junk rat ships. 
And when, when nobody expected <laughs> Junkrat to be played in league, he showed up, and everybody went, "Oh wow, here we are." And I used to go by I used to go by Jacob, and then after um, did he did this epic speech after uh, a game, and he was like, they did the post game interview on him, and uh, he was like, honestly, I'm player of the match because because you're interviewing me about this, but I gotta I gotta say that my teammates enabled me. And mm-hmm. it's all because of my teammates. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was like, dude, my name is Jacob, and I don't even <laughs> like that name very much, so I'm just going to start going by Jake. And <laughs> wow. Honestly, yeah. So I That's now, impressive. I go by Jake now because of that speech. That's amazing. I was amazing. like, that is, so, that is so true, so humble, mm-hmm. so real. And I, I, he's going to save the league in terms of, because people right now, are they're, they're acting like it's, I don't know, the league's dying, and it's not. Mm-hmm. But Jake is going to come in, and he's going to take over for the people that are moving on. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for those people too. And I'm glad I got to meet them. And I each, I each sent them like an individual tweet and, no. and they all liked them. And I was like, uh, <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad the league has introduced me to people like that. And I'm uh, glad they're moving on to a better place too. Now we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that we did lose our coach and assistant coach. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was a kind of a big point of contention. People were kind of wondering for a while if maybe it was uh, our coach or our assistant coaches. Um, problems, maybe why we weren't up to par with other teams. Um, and we got a pretty good acquisition here. We had the Vancouver Titans, like the former assistant coach, signed. Like we have some big head, names coming in right now. Head coach. Yeah, right? head, head coach. This guy just came off the grand finals. Yeah. No, it, he was an, he's an assistant coach. He wasn't a head coach. Harsha? Yes. I'm pretty sure. No, I think he's head coach. I have him listed as a former assistant coach. Who's head coach? I don't care. Fact check. <laughs> it's not my job. <laughs> right, you know what? Fuck it. I brought my iPad. I'm doing this. So, yeah, we, so we have, we have Harsha that just got, that came in. I'll, you know what? How much do I have? I'm betting he's head coach. But I'm uh, Five bucks. I bet five bucks that he's head, head coach. Okay. Uh, and I'll take you up on that. Yeah. He's not a head coach. Okay. But he is now. That's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. However, I will say, uh, I mean, I think probably the bigger point to hit on home here is that he's from Houston. Right, right. Harsha is actually from Houston. Yes. So he has that going for him, right? He has now, it's that um, that... He's hit, fighting like, for home now. Yeah, he's this is, he's fighting for home now. Uh, you know, this is probably I mean, he's, he's always been a, a coach before, but being a head, ho- head coach you know, in your hometown mm-hmm. the first year with the league, you know, acting like uh, having homestands, right? Uh, this has got to be just something that's really going to Hey, can I swear on stream? Yeah. Fuck, I owe you five bucks. Don't <laughs> it. I thought he was head coach. I swear to God. Okay. But, okay. Um, See, that's why we don't bring iPads, because we can't fact check ourselves. <laughs> you so did this to yourself. You sh- I, I cost myself five bucks for bringing my damn iPad. <laughs> yep. But, you know, it's got to be super exciting for, for, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's one of the things I was the most excited about, because I didn't realize he was from Houston. Then I saw his tweet being like, oh, man, like I get to go home. And I was like, oh, you're, like, you're bringing like, some home power to it. Which, which is uh, it's something that you need, especially with sports the way that – I mean, esports and traditional sports are the way that it is now. Um, you know, you have all these people all around the league, um, kind of, you know, when they, when all these new merchandise that's coming out, all these, uh, like, like <laughs> don't play that. Uh, um, you know, like p- certain people have, like, or certain teams have their, their outro music, right? Mm-hmm. I've yet, I have yet to see one single article of clothing or, uh, some sort of piece of artwork that screams Houston. 
Right, right. I mean, I have tons of family in, in, in all over Houston, Pasadena, Humble, mm-hmm. Sugarland. Yeah, I mean, Tony and I are both originally from Houston. Yeah, I mean, you, both of you are from Houston, right? Yeah. I, I think I you just mentioned yet... the biggest problem is Houston's too damn big <laughs> to be able to get a unifying image. Yeah. But, like, I have yet to see, like, something that really, it, like, in, embodies what Houston is, mm-hmm. right? Um, even with this new this, like street, it's really hard to like, draw a gross, disgusting swamp and make that a logo. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But you, you, what I'm well with this is like you know, hopefully now with Harsh coming into the picture, right? Mm-hmm. He can maybe really embolden the team that way. It's right, like, look, right. Like, You're sure, in my house. Yeah, it's like, like sure, you know, you know, we, we all saw it last season with uh, you know, when season one with Focus, right? It's like, oh, Houston, you're worth it. Yeah, I'm sure that's cool. Okay, but like maybe now. With this head coach, right, with Harsh coming in, it's just like, dude, no, like, you don't get he's, it. He's, like, he's got to come and represent. It's like, dude, H Town, stand up, like, let's go, right? right? Like, I, I mean, have a feeling like he's gonna because we're gonna do the home uh, homestand. I can't remember the name of it. Thing, right, where they get to play in Houston. I'm imagining that he's gonna grab everybody, rent a van, and say, guys, this is the city. I'm gonna, I'm from here. I'm gonna drive you around and show you that some of the best food and some of the best places to hang out, mm-hmm. some parks, and be like, this is the city you're fighting for. Well, yeah, they live. Give them that idea. They live in Houston now. Yeah, which is nice. We we saw um, a glimpse of that in the uh, dude. I take your five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> also, I looked up like I looked up Wikipedia, and um, there was like an ad for Hitler. I'm like, what is this <laughs> on the like the Vancouver Titans page? So uh, I think a um, a, uh, a a in s- the season two grand finals, we had Super, who's from Philly. Mm-hmm. And he did that, what you were saying. He said... He went out and he's like, this is my like, home. Okay, Let's take is, a look at it. Let's yeah. go. He said, yeah. I'm from Philly. I'm going to show y'all what Philly's like. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I mean, that's going to happen. And it's like, that's a big, that's a big deal. Um, we've, got, we've got Houston and Houston, which is weird. Now we've got Harsha, who's from Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got teams like London who are just jumping ship because they don't want to live in London. Right, like, right. The best players in the world are like... No, I want to live where I'm from. Right. And that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. And But the thing is, we did get people... Look, I mean, when we talk about the pickups that we got over the year, like, the names that we got, just like, Harsha alone, like, that's huge, right? But we yeah, have... So we lost four players. Who were the four that we... Right, so, and we also... We now have... Uh, we have Dream that's come in to work on our coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know. I don't... Okay, so I know his name. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's done. So uh, he was working with the Montreal Rebellion. Is who he's working with, which is, I contenders? believe, contenders, yeah. Okay. Um, but when it comes to the big names, right, like aside from the coaching staff, what oh, we're looking at is it, I, I mean, f- we've got hydration. Hydration, I freaked out. Like, seriously. I, was, I remember where I was. Like, right? we got hydration from the gladiators. And I don't care, like, those people are like, oh, well, the gladiators are bad. I'm like, yeah. But gladiators are good. Fucking, what are you talking about? These were good. There are I people love that just, like, gladiators. insult the gladiators. Like, oh, they were good for five minutes and they're not anymore. No, they're good. No, they're good. And also, fucking Hydration, and we have him now. Yeah, so I remember, like, Hydration won me over with... Remember when they did those, like, uh, p- uh, free post-game interviews, and everyone could join, so everyone was, like, everyone was watching for free. Yeah. That was yeah. the special Twitch yeah. Overwatch League integration yeah. thing yeah. that they were doing. Oh, we could talk about the YouTube mix, too. <laughs> um, so Hydration did an interview, and, dude, it was so... It was so... I don't give a fuck. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was, like... Uh, they would ask him questions, like, do you, like... It was like, hydration, do you like pineapple on pizza? He's like, no, like, that's kind of trash. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I love this guy. I fucking love this guy. And uh, so ever since then, I've been a big fan of hydration. Mm -hmm. And he's always kind of, like, done some wacky stuff. Like, he was... 
he was one of the players that was like a, a Sigma flex off of a DPS, mm-hmm. and he killed it. He was like one of the best Sigmas in the league, and he wasn't a tank player. Which actually, this new developer update, um, which it's not going to be hero band, but Jeff's like teasing some sort of three, two, one stuff. We will be talking about that a little bit. That's I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited. We, we will you be talking tell. about that a little bit. You can tell. All right. uh, so obviously hydration, huge pickup. That's a DPS player that fills definitely that uh, Jake spot that we had, right? Um, <laughs> now we have Blase who came in from the, Boston, from the Boston Uprising. Hold on, hold on. Why are you laughing? Because filling the Jake spot was just very <laughs> easy to me. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> okay. Are you going to get filling the Jake spot, put on a t-shirt before the Overwatch League that's, starts? Yeah, that's what, when we go to see them in Houston, mm. and we're going to go to the, we're going to go, and we're going to see them play. And it just says, like, and it'll, be, it'll be a shirt that says, hydration is filling the Jake spot. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the poster. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think of the Jake is bad meme? I it's I mean, it's classic. It, it's great. You know, the Outlaws have a lot of great memes against them, and I think that really goes to show that the passion of the fans, to be perfectly honest, that the 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 fans do believe the team's memeable, but it's really because they do love the team so much. I mean, like they embraced the Jake Rat, they embraced all the the little things that have come all the way. Dude, the, like the Dallas, the XUC Houston Outlaws rivalry was so good. It was. It was and, an excellent and, rivalry. And it was so good that we hated XQC. Yeah, that was oh the reason. I still, still hate him. People still hate him. To <laughs> that this was the day. reason that, like, aside from the fact that Tony and I are originally from Houston, it was that thing with the XQC that happened that solidified that, like, we. Or only backing the Houston Outlaws. It literally now. divided the state. It was yeah. The, we were like, if you're nope. a fan of Dallas. You are. That's it. The He's rest like, of you're state trash. Is, Dude, I hated XQC when he was on <laughs> on the fuel. Oh my god, he was such a good rival. He was an excellent rival. Uh, but we also brought, this season brought in uh, Blase from the Boston Uprising, another really strong team. I mean, they're, they're, it's hard to say a lot of negative things about the Boston Uprising. I believe. Mm. I mean, I could say some negative stuff about the Boston Uprising. Wow. I mean, if you want to bring that tea to the table, you can. Well, um, I, I mean, for season one, Boston was definitely the stronger team. Mm-hmm. Season two, they also they, they had a, a drop-off. Um, it, but you see, this is where the, the questioning starts happening with these acquisitions, right? Because mm-hmm. you bring in someone like Hydration who can flex onto multiple things. Right, right, right. So he's like, okay, well, you know, he can probably fill in for Jake here. But now mm-hmm. you're bringing in Blase, right? Right. But you still have you have Linkser, Dante, Blase. Um, I'm gonna see someone here. Help me out here. Uh, Linkser, <laughs> hydration, right? Yeah. So I got the roster right so here, bro. So that's four DPS players right there. Um, and you can't get rid of Linkser because he's literally the best sniper in the league. He's Finland's right? gift. He's Finland's gift to esports. You just can't. I think he's just Finland's gift to the world. To the world, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I've met Jiri. Jiri's a great guy. We talk D and D every time we get I, I get a chance to talk to him. Very nice. Um, yeah, he he's the best. I love Jiri, uh, and we better never let him go. <laughs> but you know, and it, it kind of bring begs the question of, um, wh- where's Muma's help? Okay. Oh. Because where, yes, where who's getting bumper? Because mm-hmm. that would be that would be more well, we'll we'll talk about that because here's a, here's the thing. So I this which leads into which I'm assuming you're gonna talk about Mecco coming up here. Right, soon, absolutely. Right? Um, another great in the league, by the way. I can't believe we got him away from New York. I have another story about him personally. So, <laughs> so you're he, doing way too much name dropping. <laughs> I party with him. It was awesome. So, so hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Um, it makes you think. What do the teams know that we don't know yet? Mm-hmm. Because if you're bringing in someone like Hydration who can flex onto maybe some off tanks or mm-hmm. uh, well, some I mean, DPS players, we're right? bringing in Repel, who's a flex. 
Right. And who well Rappel is he's more support flex, right? Right. Um and Mecco is is mainly an off tank player, mm-hmm. right? Um and Moom is your one main tank. Mm-hmm. Are these rumors of this uh three, two, one, are they have they been confirmed for a while now? Has this been Is this your conspiracy up? theory that it you're looking at the roster be. and you're like but like Fisher dropped two 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 before it came out, right? Right, essentially. But this is this is basically the outlaw spilling it out for everyone, right? I mean, put on your tinfoil hats here. Um, but it also begs the question, like, dude, what happens if Muma goes down? Like, what happens if Muma? What if he gets like coronavirus and he can't play? <laughs> well, no, what do we wow. do? no, no, no. Well, this guy can't wait. Yeah, that, that you escalated so things. So right? Guanzo, Guanzo Charge moved to Korea today. <laughs> they're not. They're like, we can't play in China. Wait, right did now. they really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's actually big news. And, I did not know that. And I, see, ne- I see where you're coming yeah. from, though. Like, where where's the backup for Muma at this yeah. point? Right? If Muma, if, you know, if he gets sick, right? Mm. Like, let's just when, say whenever Linkser got sick, bumper. What happened? That shit. Like, we were like, what? Who? who what's going on? Who's going to mm. be shooting? And it sucked. <laughs> Look, I'm, I want to be honest. So, I mean, I, I've been playing uh, Overwatch since, since you know, a little bit after beta, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I mean, I no no one doubts that these players are, are world class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Overwatch players. Nobody doubts that. But taking someone that's not playing a role 24-7 and you throw them into a different role they're into, I don't care how good you are, it's extremely hard, right? And not only that, but, like, where's Moomo's competition? On, on, a, on a competition level, mm-hmm. right? If I'm the only... And I'm, I'll, I'm speaking from experience here, right? So my second year and third year of college, um, there was only one backup goalkeeper. I played goalkeeper in college, right? Um and I knew I was better than him, mm-hmm. right? So I could go into practice and kind of like, oh, this is fine. This guy can't even dive to his right. That's his weak side. Everyone always kind of like, you know, they just got to take two moves on him, and he's gonna he's gonna give up himself, and it's gonna be wide open net, mm-hmm. right? I knew that. Like I was I wasn't feeling threatened, right? But like competition, um, internal competition breeds. Like that extra level of fight. You gotta have right, somebody right. like the, a little bit younger or faster behind Someone, that, per, behind right, the yeah. person in front, and, and to show them that like, hey, you are vulnerable. You need to step up your game because the person behind you is nipping at your heels. Yeah, right? and and I'm, I'm and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not questioning Muma's competitiveness because I mean we all know he's he's insane. He's good. the reason. I right. mean, he's as a Reinhardt main. Like I. Literally, my key bindings, everything are bound to like. I looked up like how he has his setup, and like I emulate that. Yeah, and I'm I'm not doubting that by Mm -hmm. any means, but there are times when it's you you need you need someone to push him, Mm -hmm. right? So who is that? Right, Um, right. Who's going to push him? And you know, again, going back to it, like, what if one day one day he gets the flu, right? He gets sick, or you know, he has a family emergency for whatever reason, or maybe he's just feeling under the weather and he just can't he can't participate. Yeah, who's gonna fill? Who's gonna fill? Spoilers: those shoes? I've actually already been signed, but I'm only there for when he gets sick. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. This is like the Tom Brady origin story. Exactly. He's like the uh, so for as we kind of himself. tear through this this whole episode and all the changes that have been made, uh, just real quick for the panel. Were the pickups that we have exactly what the outlaws needed? Do you, did you look at these changes, these people being brought in and said, yes, I see this. Like, this is a positive thing. I don't know, I don't know enough about Blase. Okay. Um, so I can't really comment on him. I think hydration was good. I think I've made it pretty apparent that I'd like Bumper because mm-hmm. he's still unsigned. Right. And um, we still have room to sign more, I believe. I think three slots, I want to say. There's no way Bumper goes unsigned. I mean, I'm... One, I think. One, I think? Okay. Uh, I don't know. We got two weeks till the season starts, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe there's a chance Bumper goes unsigned. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's entirely possible. But the, we also saw that with the grand finals last year. The, um, uh, Vancouver brought in TZ, who was signed very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Bumper gets signed mid-season for someone struggling. Um, We've seen that happen before. In, yeah. yeah. In, Fact fiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but to answer your question, yeah. did, did, did the Outlaws have the right roster acquisitions? Mm-hmm. I think that they did a great job of supplementing what we already had. And I think that it also kind of lights a fire again under the players that we currently already had on the roster. Mm-hmm. So competition is great internally. I, so I think it, it, did, it did a great job in that. Mm-hmm. But even more so towards my tinfoil theory, I think the Owls are getting ready for something that's coming that we haven't maybe we are thinking that might be happened, but is I mean, to me, I mean, all signs point to Rome right now. <laughs> all right. I'm thinking that Walter Two's coming. I'm, okay. Okay. I mean, okay. So as we start to kind of wind the episode down, I think it is important for us to note the, the sale of the outlaws that happened this last year. And that did kind of affect things. Um, we know that the Beasley broadcast company did uh, pick up the Houston outlaws from the Immortals gaming club. Right. And so now we have kind of new management looking over us. Also, if you're listening to the show, hi, new management. You guys are really cool. I like you guys. You're, you're, you're really nice. But what do you think this, that, that acquisition means kind of for the future of the Outlaws now that they're in their new company? Well, it, it, to put it into perspective, um, last season, you know, the way that the season turned out and um, with not only just with the team's performance, but, um, you know, just the brand in general, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they were in a very vulnerable spot whether you'd like to think that they were or not. Yeah. You know, from what we saw, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with both with the, with the team in both year one and year two, um, I mean, it's going to affect you no matter what, which mm-hmm. way you think about it, uh, both mentally um, and uh, personally, right? So I think that uh, with BZ coming in, you know, we've had the – James, you and I have had the, uh, the pleasure of working with uh, some of the new – uh, the new, ma- new management coming in, and they're great people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a family-oriented company. They really want. They really want to invest in the fans, you know. So, um, I think that this is going to do just absolutely wonderful things for the for not only the team but the community, mm-hmm. uh, for the fans. Um, and I'm just absolutely ecstatic. And I think that um, with their their values that that they not only promote but you know actually instill um, and showcase themselves i think that i mean they, they the, have a the sense team, of community and family absolutely i think the the team i mean should be beaming with confidence right um you know with this whole new acquisition so i'm i'm excited um i mean and and that's you know that's coming from saying that we knew the infinite guys right we knew everyone yep. that, that worked for infinite and i mean we still talk to them they're great people mm-hmm. um but yeah no this new acquisition is just you know it's just leaving us with just you know a ton of confidence and i honestly feel that the season two was at a detriment because in, in behind the scenes, there was that what's happening with the company, right? Where are we going to exist next week? What's going on? And you could tell that was going like the players could feel that, and it was showing up in how they were playing, yeah. And I think that now that that's all been settled mm-hmm. and we've brought new blood into the team, new blood that's hungry to like make yeah. the outlaws amazing. I think that the combination of new management and having a stable new management mm-hmm. and new players that, yeah. Some of them are, they're, they're, they're nearly some of the best players on, like, in the league already. Yep. And I think that that is going to bode well for making Outlaws overall a better team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, I mean, we were low to mid-range <laughs> season two. Yeah. So. I, will, <laughs> I will say to that light, um, 
I challenged the fans that, that were quote-unquote fans of the Outlaws in season one and season two, where are you now, mm-hmm. right? Because they're the fans that, unfortunately, we've had the we've, we've had to meet before that, you know, hey, like the, the they see the sinking ship and they all jump ship, right? Right, right. Um, and, you know, who climb, who's like, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've heard promises before. Where's the change? Blah, 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 blah. Right, who think oh, nothing's going to happen? Where, where are those of you who stuck by it? Right, but so, we should also welcome those fans back. You know, sure. as we come I, yeah, into the next I mean, we're not going to we're not going to turn jerseys. them away. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't money. I don't know. Outlaws is, fans are pretty loyal. I, we've gone. I do feel like we together. are one of the more loyal fan bases. Isn't that what like Monty or whatever makes fun of us for all the time? Is like yep. Outlaws fans are like a little too into their team and a little bit too vocal. Yeah, a little too vocal. So. Well, well, what I'm trying to say is. Um, like those that you know that uh, said they weren't turncoats. Where are you now? Like so, season one. Mm-hmm. I mean, season one, uh, season three. The the first watch party that we have, or the first homestand that we have, you better turn up. Okay? Exactly. Because if you're there for the second one, it's one of those things, right? Like if, if you can't handle me at my, uh, worst, my worst. Yeah, you get that, that sentimental yeah, yeah. one or whatever. So, so okay, like, speaking of that, we have watch parties planned all over the place. Yeah, the Lone Star right? Vanguard definitely does. Uh, so we have. Uh, Activation points in Houston and Austin and San Antonio. Uh, it's important to note that we we will get to that at the end of the show. But if you want to attend a watch party, you can always hit us up on one of the several platforms that we'll be talking about. I want to do a couple quick fire questions before we kind of wrap up the episode. Um, so what are your feelings going into season three real quick? Because I know it's easy for us as fans of the Outlaws to say, oh, hell yes, we're going to take this season. But other speculators don't think that our changes are enough to reach the top again. No, dude, we got new coaching. And I don't think last year's... I don't think last year's failures were on the players. Okay. And yep. we got new players, too. Yep. What do you think? I, I agree. No, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, I, I, I uh, loved Tyrong, right, and Hyunwoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, younger coaching staff, mm-hmm. uh, they know they're, they know the city. They know Cody the players. Uh, I, I think that the, the sky's the limit, man. I mean, a okay. young, ambitious coach. Tell yeah. I'm liking the changes that we're getting in uh, season three, season two. Like I said, there's a lot of bad that happened overall in that, and that wasn't just on the player sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I called last uh, season two that I was hoping it would be like mid-tier, and we kind of got mid-tier. I'm mm-hmm. hoping, hoping a little bit higher than mid-tier. I'm like three-fourths <laughs> tier. That's where I'm expecting us. Ever the we, skeptic. Like I've, we, You know what? I mean, I could say I want us to be the number one team, and that's what we're going to be. But I got to be a little bit logical about this. Bring the reality to this. And the reality is, we were a bit shit, and I think this season we're going to be quite a bit less shit, but still not the best. Okay. So that's just personal. I can see that. I'm I'm looking at the roster. There's a lot of talent on this roster. Mm -hmm. Um, It just it's going to come down to who what team plays together the best. Mm -hmm. Um, And. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited. Okay, uh, this season is going to introduce homestand games, and that being players playing from their home cities. Do you think the amount of travel that the players will have to endure will have any influences on the players' performances? If you're I traveling mean, around the world, yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's I mean, dude, eighteen if, hours in a plane. Yes, yeah, absolutely true. But the outlaws actually, you can. I'm pretty sure you can quote me on this had the best traveling schedule out of all the owl teams. I think they traveled the less, okay. the least, excuse me, okay. the least out of uh, the majority of the owl teams. I know Dallas for a fact is 
fucked. They uh, had. <laughs> they have to fly. Good. A lot. Yeah. Fuck you, Dallas. Fuck you, Dallas. <laughs> we love you, Dallas. Just be outlaws fans. Speaking of which, no. I mean, I. Uh, oh my God, bless America. Um, the Dallas homestand. I will say. I have to say this because credit is credit. Where credit is where credit is due. Um, but Dallas put on an amazing homestand last year. Mm. I went there. Yeah, I wish I had gone. I heard there were a lot of good it, things about it. That, the place was rocking. Um, I heard there was a lot of Atlas fans. Oh, yeah. Well, we turned up. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely turned up. And then got turned up. It was probably like a good 55, 45. That's what the kids say. Like split. Yeah. I mean, from what I saw, I mean, I know when we were outside, we were leading HEB chants, T Mobile chants. We, Atlas fans got wild. But. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I cannot wait for this. Oh, okay. Houston's homestand. I'm actually, yeah, no, uh, I was also at the, I was also at the Dallas homestand. Um, I remember you went out when, uh, you went out to meet the outlaws when the, uh, Dallas played the Valiant and dude, that place was fucking insane. <laughs> um, you missed the best part. I remember I was visiting with the outlaws when they were doing that meet and greet mm-hmm. and I go back inside and it was just like. My ears were bleeding from that place. So I'm so excited for the Houston meetup because it's going to be nutty. I think it's going to be absolutely insane. Oh, it's going to be insane. Before we wrap up, uh, as we get, come to the end of the show, I do want to talk a little bit about the current meta and the rumors uh, on how the Overwatch team is trying to repair the current meta, that being you know dealing with all the shields or whatever it is that's going on in the background. Uh, do you think it will be a hindrance? I know we already talked about this a little bit, but do you think whatever changes are coming around the corner for the Overwatch League will be a hindrance to the Outlaws or to o- Overwatch League as a whole? So we know it's not hero bans. Right. Jeff said it's not hero bans. Um, but he did make a big old comment on 3-2-1 and throwing off tanks into DPS, right? which really kind of excites me. Um, okay. And if that were it, I'd say, fuck it. Let's do it. Okay. Because that's a good idea. Like, throwing Zarya and Hammond, mm-hmm. um, D.Va into DPS, and having one... So if you can have one main tank, mm-hmm. and an off tank, and two DPS, or three DPS, mm-hmm. and two healers, that's a pretty balanced game to me. And I, I don't, I'm not excited for it. But we're going to find out. Okay. So here is the tricky part, because... Um, it, it has promised, right? But you got to be really careful with it. I mean, we already saw that, you know, Sinatra, for example, right? Sinatra mm-hmm. played a, a ton of Zarya. Right. Right. Uh, Dante, I mean, and Linkster played some Zarya. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake was playing Brig back when Goats was a thing. You got to be careful that. He's got a nice a, little Brig game. That A, Br- Goats doesn't come back. Right. With that, right? Yeah, let that thing just die. Just stay dead. Please. And if it doesn't come back, right, then where do tanks like. Ryan come into play. Right. Right? Because if if it somewhat turns into somewhat of a divey competition again, right? Which, I mean dive dive was great. Mm-hmm. I think the league was probably his best when dive wasn't was uh was was a, still a thing. Yeah, season two was he- dive heavy or stage two, season one was really dive yeah, heavy. Yeah. Season one. Yeah. And uh and I remember enjoying it, but then it became too it gets old and there's too repetitive. much repetition. Right. So. I don't know. I thought season one was perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I all agree with you there. Calm it down, um, fanboy. But it, it it brings a question. It's it's you, you got to be very careful with it, and you got to make sure that certain heroes just don't die with it, right? Right. Um, Ryan immediately comes to mind, mm-hmm. and so does Arissa, mm-hmm. right? Um, my two, like two of my mains. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, it's just you know. Right now, every, I mean, the current middle right now is like everyone knows double shield, right? Run mm-hmm. your Sigma, run your, run your Arissa. Um, if you do this one, this three, two, one, don't kill, don't kill Ryan. 
Either right. that or give him like well, they keep 200, Arisa. 200% speed. Yes, he can swing a hammer with, with like increased armor or something. I'm but, always in support of buffing Ryan all the time. I yeah, think they nerfed Arissa again and again and again. <laughs> I'm, just, right. I'm, I'm personally, I liked what happened during the World Cup. Whenever the USA was playing, every time anybody would come out with the the strategy they thought would win, the meta strategy, the meta strategy, immediately America was like, America was eh. like, no, we're not doing that. That's what we should be doing: is going the op, like going, oh, cool, you're playing dive, we're doing anti dive immediately, just right? Screw and that's you. when Owls is at its best. When yeah. you see dive come in, like, okay, we're anti dive, let's go. And that's why I said the coaching of season three is going to be more exciting than season two because that was my big problem: is that we didn't try and like stick to our guns. Mm-hmm. We just tried to fight fire with fire, and right. we lost. When everybody was goats, every, everybody goats. lost when everything was goats. Yeah, it sucked. The game was boring to watch, honestly. It was yeah. just like, cool, I guess I'm watching the same game I just watched the other teams well, play. Well, yeah. Personally, so I'm going to be the oddball out here. I'd love goats v. goats. Two great goats teams was fun to watch. Once in a while. Because, yeah. But yeah, once, like, like Titans what, and Shock, stage one finals, yeah. stage two finals, great. But once it got into, you know, you'd get, you know, you'd get Vancouver versus, mm-hmm. you know, Shanghai trying to run goats in the beginning. It was, I mean, every other, it was either 4-0 or it'd be five maps, right? So um, it just, you know, yeah, just don't bring goats back. But okay. If you're running a league where you only tune in for the finals because it's just only entertaining when you're still best teams. <laughs> okay. That is everything that we have for the show this week. Before we go, uh, panel noob. Uh, you, this is plug time, right? Okay, cool. You talk about the Vanguard, what it is, how you want to plug it, where can they find you? Okay, so I got a new ASMR channel, okay? It's <laughs> called Nubitron Prize. No, 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 I'm kidding. Um, so Lone Star Vanguard, um, it, just at LS Vanguard on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can follow us there. Um, on our Twitter, you can go ahead and join our Discord in which we will be, we're always trying different things. If you're from Houston, San Antonio, or Austin, we're always trying to do something new every week. We welcome week. Outlaws fans from all over the world. Right. And, and and we have folks that we have Outlaws fans in Arkansas, in New York, in in Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles. We have Outlaws fans from all over the place uh, centered in our Discord where we always have some friendly discussions going on. We True. also <laughs> try to get together and do some quick play. We try to, and not only, uh, not only, you know, not uh, just Overwatch. Uh, not even, not, we got not a thriving Overwatch. Destiny community. We yeah, have all if, kinds of stuff. If you like Destiny, if you like Escape Monster from Tarkov, right Me, or Monster Hunter, or Rain- or Rainbow Six Siege, whatever you want, um, just hop on in there. Where you can get a lot of people that find it's similar interest, mm-hmm. and it happens to revolve around a shared love of the Houston Outlaws. Right. And, but of course, the Outlaws brought us together um, and we will be having watch parties all season long in the three major cities. Again, Houston, San Antonio, and Austin. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you want to get involved, right, you want to feel like you want to be part of, of this, e-sport, or this esports organization, uh, the Vanguard helps a lot with the Houston Outlaws whenever they're running activations uh, for Pack South, Comic Palooza, South by Southwest, RTX, you want to get involved? You want to, you know, try something new? Get out of your comfort zone? You know, come talk to me. Send me a DM. Um, let me know you want to get involved, and uh, we'll take it from there. Awesome. Thank you, Nubatron. All right. So if you want to send us your love for the Outlaws to read on air, send it over to thesurlynerd at gmail.com. And, of course, check out our main show, The Surly Nerd, which is a weekly news nerd news roundup. And you can follow us on any podcast provider. And we're on Spotify now, which is kind of awesome. So until next week, heroes, good night. And good game. <laughs> <laughs>